0: Welcome, Um, this is a special podcast coming to you, Uh, your boy Corey, and my co-host on this podcast is, you guys may have heard of him before, he's been on the Smiling Suffer podcast before, Um, and he goes by the name of Toby Walker, Um, and this is it a separate podcast it's going to be called the two Tobies, where we're going to be discussing uh more politics related issues uh current events uh history uh this is is it's a different uh direction from smiling Software. smiling suffer is more culture music art uh you know uh pop culture current events also but um this is going to be more heavily tilted towards politics and um philosophy and just you know a more somber uh podcast uh, and like i said it's going to be called two Tobies. um it's there's nothing really that clever about the name I, my, my my middle name happens to be toby and my co-host name also his name also happens to be toby walker toby you there
1: yeah yeah i'm here um welcome everyone it's- really a pleasure being on here. This is an idea we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, and yep. as Corey has already said, the whole idea and you know the whole genesis is to talk about current events and things which are currently going on. And basically, my name is Toby Walton. Currently, I live in Florida.
0: Wait, you live in wait you live in Florida, but you're here right now in the DMV, right? Hello, Toby. I think you're breaking up. Hello. Hello. Yes. Sorry about that. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't hear what you said last.
1: Yeah. Um. So, like I was saying, um, basically, I'm passing through the DMV, and uh, I'm within the next month, a couple of months, I should be out of here. And um, yeah, like I said, um, I and Corey, we've been on this whole concept for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And the whole idea is to talk about politics to talk about
0: things you know which are currently going on yep yep and uh the first thing that we have on our agenda here is uh the and uh, again this is not we're we're, we're 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 this is not any it's not like a strict agenda we, we it's gonna we're gonna touch on different things as we go along but i did want to talk about the harper's weekly letter that came out a couple of weeks ago uh, for those that don't know, this was a letter that a bunch of authors and writers put together. Um, and I bring up this letter because I think it signified, it was almost like a, like a, like a cry for help in a lot of ways. Um, oh, Toby, you know, the letter I'm talking about, right?
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it was, a uh,
0: it was, it was called a letter on justice and open debate, and it was signed by a bunch of well-known authors uh from Salman Rushdie to um JK Rowling to um I mean there's a lot of names here there's a lot of names I don't know here too but there's a lot of names that I know here Barry Weiss of the formerly of the New York Times um uh, let me see who else we have here Columnists, a lot of columnists too so a bunch of them are also Mm -hmm. happen to be scholars like there's a bunch of like there's a Harvard University scholar here called atul gawande todd gitlin i mean these are people that are well known in 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 these i guess you call them intellectual circles um that write some of them write novels some of them write articles some of them write some of them have like actually have written papers um and it it just it looked like it was just it was a mixture of a lot of people and what the the letter was crying out for was I, i can't read the whole thing in case you want to know just if you google a letter on justice and open debate harper's weekly you'll find the letter there but um toby can you can can you help us break down exactly what they were trying to do with this letter? yeah
1: yeah um just with the whole letter just like you know give some real quick background like we obviously know like um i assume that like people know what's been going on in the past couple of weeks with the activism with yep. a new awareness around issues to do with um, you know, racial inequalities, yep. racial injustice. And there has been this whole rise in this whole concept called canceling people. And yep. basically the whole idea behind canceling people is like, you know, many people hold unsavvy opinions. They've said, you know, things they shouldn't say in the past. And mm-hmm. basically they are canceled. They are removed from like, you know, their places of work or like things yeah. to do and things like that. And the whole rationale and the whole logic behind counseling is it's basically believed that in many ways some of the others have said things, number one, if there which are oppressive or which are insensitive, and basically the whole idea is um, in order to fight, you know, oppression, inequality, that, you know, such a society can be built in which things like that are said and yes. one thing that is really key like this whole counseling phenomenon is the whole idea that even if words or thoughts are just said yeah in and of themselves they, consist, they can constitute acts of violence violence yes so, I mean, yes yeah it's this is this so, is this
0: idea of words of violence and based exactly. on that they feel like and some of them some of them react so the way some of them react is they feel like they have to inflict violence on you because of your words because your words Mm -hmm. are in indirectly causing i guess systemic uh,
1: biases and and
0: oppression on a class Mm -hmm. of people um whether Mm -hmm. it be women whether it be black people whether it be minorities um your words Mm -hmm. have consequences that's what they're trying to tell us and as Mm -hmm. a result people that come out and may have some it could it could it could even be like a nuanced view on the topic where they're not necessarily they're not necessarily in line with what these protesters or activists are saying maybe it's just like a a Uh more nuanced view they find that as you're contributing to that oppression and as a result, Amen. Amen. you are justified to be canceled. And that's why these columnists Because I guess they've seen it in their circles. You, you see? Um, mm-hmm. An example of this is in the New York Times recently. Barry Weiss, one of the people that were on this column. It's funny because mm-hmm. she had written this letter before she quit the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's so mm-hmm. weird how it all played out. She got pushed out of the New mm-hmm. York Times because for those that don't know, the New York Times has been radicalized lately. I mean any objective person can see that any objective person can see that and there there have been examples of this of where this has played out um an example of it for instance is was when uh tom cotton right put out an article on the new york times saying that look we may have to start thinking about Using military, the military force to help quell the violence in the streets. This was at, at the peak of the violence. I don't know if you guys remember, but this, he he had written an article, and it was that was all it was. It was his opinion, and it happened and, to it happened to be an opinion. Toby, correct me if I'm wrong. It happened to be an opinion that was held by what a majority of the population at the time, right?
1: Yeah, and and not only was it a majority, and this is why like the whole thing was so key is. Cotton, like basically is a sitting center from arkansas
2: yes and
1: regardless of how you know people feel about him his views politics and things like that in many ways he kind of represents a view of how things should be done so the whole well 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 well, then Toby, i have
0: to stop you that's objective right that's that sorry that's that's subjective right now, now, yes, I agree with you that to me, I think that's how things is in the streets. I think you need some mm-hmm. kind of force to put that violence away. But mm-hmm. some people can, some people have arguments against that. And that's why I want to make sure that we're giving all sides. Some people have arguments against that. But I think regardless, mm-hmm. right, it's still an opinion that that Absolutely. anyone should have a right to hold. And mm-hmm. it, it wasn't out of the ordinary to see that on the new york times being published Mm -hmm. but this caused a huge backlash a huge editorial backlash to the point that new york had to they had to put up some kind of retraction or some kind of statement Mm -hmm. saying they were apologizing that we shouldn't have done that um because no one should ever encourage the use of military military in the in on american streets Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you're missing context, right? You're missing context. So so what if there, there really were terrorists, like actual terrorists that invaded America? Would you say we, we shouldn't have military defending citizens? You see what I'm saying? I mean, obviously.
2: Yeah,
1: that's
0: true. I can't see where you're going. Yeah, you, you see where I'm going. So my, my point is, even if you disagreed with the idea of putting people on there, having that opinion, there's nothing... There's nothing violent about having that opinion it's an opinion and it happened to be an opinion that was held by a majority of the country at the time this is just a fact Absolutely. this is just a fact uh-huh. and the uh-huh. new york times uh, I'm, I'm giving this example as as showing how the new york times has been radicalized they actually came out and they had to, had to retract this the editorial uh-huh. board ended up firing the head their head at the time i don't know if you remember Mm -hmm. toby i mean it was a big deal it was a big deal it was a big deal and this was one of the things that barry rice pointed to when she eventually quit that look Mm -hmm. i may not agree with him but he's allowed to have his opinion like how can you call yourself a journalistic entity right and you Mm -hmm. you're 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 being you're playing this arbit you're playing this arbitrator role on what you deem to be to be worthy of publishing oh, been uh, opinions that are exactly. worthy. like at some point are you telling me that the new york times is going to be our moral judge for what should be publicized to the, like,
1: it, it makes no I mean, sense I mean, it makes no I mean, sense to be I mean, none. Like, like like let me actually come in here i mean like in a way in a sense i would argue that the new york times already feels that position i mean even long before the whole activism. Of place, Because like, whichever way people like cut this from view, it's like the New York Times is a publication whereby it carries a lot of prestige and influence. It does. Not only in this country, but in beyond the world. country. There and are people
0: that get the New York Times all thing, over the world.
1: Exactly. And one thing I strongly feel is obviously, I feel the whole editorial team inside the new york times at the time that cut wrote his um opinion piece yeah kind, kind of understood mm-hmm. that basically if they should allow his opinion to actually um be published in the new york times yeah. all over the world mm-hmm. it's a position which can carry a lot of weight and get what people think in and i mean like one thing I would just say in general, and this is just my, my opinion, and this is more of like, you know, background is, even mm-hmm. before the rise of all the issues to do with um, activism inside, you know, the, the New York Times, yeah. issues around, you know, things that should be published or not published, the, the, the truth is, at the end of the day, yeah, to some degree or another, there have always been what I'll call, quote-unquote, the range of acceptable opinion mm-hmm. which has, has always existed in you know, among all these um publications and yeah. things like that. And in a way I feel what we're seeing with, you know, all the canceling people, the activism and things like that. Yeah. Is basically the apex of something that has existed for like the like the for longest a while. of time. For a while. But yeah, it yeah. is it is. Oh. So and then one thing else which um I would also add is, and this is kind of just backtracking. You yeah. know, like we're talking about the whole thing about whether words equals violence and yes. things like that. Like, here is something key, and it's my own opinion. Yes. I definitely not um of, like I definitely do not hold the opinion that like people's words do not have consequences. Now let me explain why. I mean. Wait, wait. You don't, or
0: you do hold the opinion?
1: I don't and let okay. me let me let me let me actually explain very well okay and i'm not supporting um okay and, um, but, but then,
0: you're, but then but you but you would admit that there are some exceptions like if you were to yell scream fire in a theater
1: exactly okay. exactly that, All right. that's and exactly the constitution
0: actually, actually to... does make exceptions for that too by the way but go on
1: true true and i would also add or 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 on or, or bases, a
0: call to violence that that could have consequences yeah okay
1: yeah it's can have consequences but like even just on a one-to-one basis right yeah let's say i'm 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 speaking with with um someone and someone says something wrong someone says something bad to me someone disses me or yeah. something right mm-hmm. even though like you know i'm mean, I you know punch the person's back or physically harm them for what they said yeah the fact that they express themselves express their minds, told themselves what they say um they feel about me automatically means that I know exactly how to handle them. You understand yeah. one thing. Yeah. So for example, if someone comes to me and I begins saying something like, like 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 um, you know, you're a bumbling fool, you're an idiot, things like that, mm-hmm. there will be consequences to that. And probably the biggest consequence is I probably will have nothing ever to do with you again. Yes, so you like, can you can make that, that decision, sense. yes. Exactly. In that sense. That's what I mean. In that sense. But um apart from that the whole thing about like, you know, canceling people because of things we said and then sorry so so
0: i i I want to bring up though because there's someone else on this list and i I don't want us to lose track of it is another person that i mentioned jk rowling and obviously uh you can tell why she would be on this list right yeah keep in mind jk uh rowling is one of the most liberal people you will find out there i mean it doesn't get more liberal. she's on board with all the racial and just she's on board with everything right the only the only the only part where again this is where it comes to having nuanced opinions on certain matters the only thing that she mm-hmm. seems to not be fully on board with is the idea of um trans of the trans community oh, told me i'm scared i'm scared <laughs> to enter this topic but you know what? i'm going with this right are you familiar yeah, with, with yeah, JK, yeah. Rowling's yeah. Yeah. jk rowling's opinion jk rowling's opinion is basically that a man a man or someone that that transition from a man to a woman yes mm-hmm. they might be considered a trans trans woman right but mm-hmm. ultimately you you cannot you cannot regard that person as the, what she's saying is that, that that person really is her her fear is that trans women are taking up it, it women's spaces yes
1: of women yes trans women
0: are taking up women's Mm -hmm. spaces so in cases Mm -hmm. like for instance you had instances where like track track athletes you this they say allowing Mm -hmm. trans women to compete with women and in some Mm -hmm. cases they would beat these women and she felt like they're invading those spaces and they shouldn't they shouldn't have that category they shouldn't they shouldn't be allowed to invade spaces of women they call these people TERFs t-r-f's um Mm -hmm. I, i think the i'm trying i forgot what the turf means because it's good let's let, let's at least try to edge start educating our because look this is all stuff that's going on that a lot of people they kind of know they're not really sure but but turf means trans exclusionary radical feminist. so feminist, it's these yeah. feminists that they feel like do trans, yeah they do not believe in the idea that a trans woman is a woman in fact up until uh-huh. recently um jk rowling put out a tweet um there was this article saying oh um something about and we talked about it on the smiling software podcast the article the headline of the article says something about oh um women that uh men that men street or something like that men that mm-hmm. men street. that was what the the, the, the article, the article, article sa- said right or oh, the headline of the article mm-hmm. and JK Rowling came I was like uh you mean women because her what she's trying to explain is that if you men straight, you're a woman you can't be a man that means streets but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the article is really referring to women that have transitioned into men yeah but are still mm-hmm. they still hold the components that make them men straight um, do you guys understand what i'm mm-hmm. saying here so that was what the article yeah. said and jk rowling was was i guess in a way being snarky but what she said mm-hmm. something that was obvious saying look they're women really they're really women yes they might appear as men and they might they might identify as men but ultimately uh-huh. at the base of it they are women and i mean she had a lot of backlash for that so again a lot of people have 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 held up J.K. roland as this person that's actively actively deploying violence on the trans community that is how she's seen in in within the trans community or within certain segments of the trans community because I, I don't like these people that feel like they're speaking for all the trans people because they are trans people that actually do not ascribe to some of these things they're trans people yeah, that absolutely. have accepted that yes we transitioned this is what we wanted to do and mm-hmm. it shouldn't mean that we should then change the definition of what a woman is they're trans people that actually mm-hmm. believe that now, keep in mind, mm-hmm. we haven't given our opinion here, but I'm bringing this up as another example of, yeah. of people that, have, that they've tried to either censor or silence. And, and, and these are people that showed up, that signed up to this letter. Now, let me just read a blurb from this letter. This is towards the ending. Okay. It says, This stifling atmosphere will ultimately harm the most vital causes of our time. The restriction of debate, whether by a rep- repressive government or an intolerant society, invariably hurts those who lack power. And makes everyone less capable of democratic participation. The way to defeat bad ideas is by exposure. I keep saying this. The best disinfectant is what? Sunlight. Sunlight. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I want to finish. I want to finish. Um, Is by exposure. Is by exposure. Sorry. The way to defeat bad ideas is by exposure, argument, and persuasion, not by trying to silence or wish them away. We refuse any false choice between justice and freedom, which cannot exist without each other. We need to preserve the possibility of good faith disagreement without dire professional consequences. If we won't defend the very thing on which our work depends, we shouldn't expect the public or the state to defend it for us. These people came out strongly, right? Now, sorry, Mm -hmm. Toby, go ahead. You're about to say something. You're about to add
1: something. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I'll to say, and one thing i've always felt like in general just like things like you know free speech or like you know fundamental rights and things like that it's like you know like in many ways people who who like are part of the whole council culture um Mm -hmm. train and things like that like they supposedly are doing this in the name of like minorities people who have been historically oppressed and things like that but like The way I've always seen it is that it's extremely short sighted because
2: really, really
1: look at this idea. this way. Let's look at like you know things like you know, let's say the civil rights movement. Let's even say you know the recent gay rights movement and things like that. Right mm-hmm. at the end of the day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the way all movements eventually move from not being in the mainstream to being in the mainstream is they begin with a small group of of um, people. Yeah. They, um, they pretty much are a minority opinion,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then with time, they use things like you know, freedom of speech, you know, make their case, and things like that, right?
2: Yeah, and
1: here's what I've always felt it's very short sighted for people to jump onto movements that do not take um, fundamental rights very seriously mm. because. All the achievements you talked about of, you know, um, historic people and things like that. Yeah. They, have, they they all have been made possible within that framework.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: So to actually say that, okay, not to say, but or implicitly to actually abandon that is very short-sighted. And then the last thing I would also add, not to say that, you know, I'm all gloomy or I'm all pessimistic, yeah. is... At the end of the day, just because all these rights, like, you know, hard-won rights have been won, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it can't be reversed. And I'll also add that That's it's true. very no, ironic. No, 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 sorry, that repeat won, that.
0: Repeat that. You said because all these rights have been because, won
1: doesn't mean that the these rights, rights cannot won. be
0: reversed.
1: Yeah, and the most ironic part about me saying this is mm-hmm. I'm not on the train with the people who, at every other second are talking about how they want to send you back to 1965 mm-hmm. i'm not on that trend. Mm-hmm. but even then i am not stupid not to realize yeah. that nothing is is ever permanent and nothing yeah. can ever stay as it is physical practice. look at this toby this toby it's,
0: it's funny you said that because believe it or not we are starting to see some signs of some of these things being rolled back in but in they're doing it under the guise of reform, social justice reform. Best believe it or not. Yeah, we're seeing it. Yeah. We're seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'll give an example. California, they've introduced mm-hmm. a legislation where they want to get rid of um, equal,
1: equal protection. Equal, equal, equal
0: protection under the law. Basically, they want to remove. So you know, there's a law that says there's a there's a federal law that says, and I think it was instituted in the 60s, right, that says everyone must be treated equal and in terms of employment. Um, I don't know the technical term, sorry, but the, the general mm-hmm. gist is that everyone must be treated equal in terms of employment opportunities, right, in society. Mm-hmm. That's rega- I mean, like, regardless of race. It has to be equal. Yeah. Now, what they want to yeah, do in California is they want to get rid of it for the state of California. They want to roll it back. They want yeah. to get rid of it because they feel like because some minorities have been treated unjustly in the past mm-hmm. right that mm-hmm. there would need to be some i guess overcompensation or there would need to be some un- unequal application of certain mm-hmm. laws in order to undo mm-hmm. that so uh, what i'm trying to explain to you people here is that they're trying to undo an equal justice protection so that they can they can give certain communities An advantage, right? right. In jobs and stuff like that. Let let, let me finish so so that they can give them advantages, right? And they can apply those advantages from a state level. This is Uh state-sanctioned. I I guess you could call it reverse racism, in in Uh a sense, because it's going to be based off of certain communities, based on their Uh race, based on the fact that they were Uh historically. I mean, this is just crazy stuff. This is just crazy because you know. Like, I mean, Toby, me, am I tripping here? Am I, am I tripping yes. here? They, they are introducing yes, this no. legislation in California. People don't understand what's going on. Look it up, guys. Sorry. Look it up, girls.
2: Sorry.
0: They sorry, are introducing sorry. this legislation. They Like, in different states, they've been introducing one legislation or the other. But I don't want to get too far away. I, I just, I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to, I want, again, we have to go back to this letter. We have to go back to this letter. Because, wait, 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 I don't know if it is. We have to go back to this letter. Because this is where... The reason why i bring up this letter is because this letter is in in a way it's a cry for help these people are telling you there's something going on here guys farid Zach- too is in this letter too he's he signed up to this letter there are some other people here that i like uh, coleman hughes that's one of my guys i love him mm-hmm. david from like these are people from all different both sides of the aisle coming together saying look there's something going on here people see people a lot of people are they're too engrossed and they're so Obsessed with what's going on in I mean the way I see it is a lot of people are way too obsessed over Trump. Don't don't get me wrong. He he That's also totally he tends to bring a lot of attention to himself too. He tends to do a lot of a lot of dumb stuff too. Mm-hmm. But there's something else going on behind the scenes here, people. People are being mm-hmm. people's voices are being drowned out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's happening. Mm-hmm. This, this is a good this is a big part of the reason why we put this freaking podcast together because we felt like we had to speak. There's a lot of shit going I mean, on here.
1: I mean like let me actually just very just quickly and it's in relation to Cariback. Like, yes like what you just said is true but like there's so much going on and everyone is distracted by Trump. But in a way I feel it's both a reaction to Trump. Yeah. And very reaction to Trump could possibly in the end be the undoing of these people hmm. so like basically what do i mean
0: okay let's talk about it um
1: can you hear a sound in the background
0: i can hear what's going on there i can hear horn.
1: okay okay are you in the sound. car yeah yeah I'm, yeah i'm in the car like i was actually saying a big thing about why all of a sudden this opening of cancer culture being woke and things like that has risen in the past few years yeah. physically i feel the whole idea of like elites and corporate democrats was to use the far left to fight trump
0: wait wait, wait sorry re- re- repeat that repeat that i want to make sure because i
1: I, that... feel, I feel that in, or- like, in the past few years in order to fight trump yeah um like, like like many of like the moderate and corporate democrats have emboldened the far left. Okay. But now things are going beyond anything they possibly could have imagined. Because what the public were thinking was they would embolden the far left to buy some and yeah. then once they retain power, they'll find a way of marginalizing the far left and you know putting their back in the place. Yes. But, but things have, have kind of backfired because regardless of how you say it and I don't want to go too much into actual electoral electoral politics. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, example, that's that's
0: a separate that's a separate podcast episode. For,
1: for example, let me just say this and then I'll i there. For example, if let's say Joe Biden wins in November, right? Yep. Joe Biden has no choice but to reward the far left for helping him win.
2: He has and to, right? Two thousand. Hmm,
1: okay. He has to. That's like, like that's politics for you, but and and, like, and, and, 2000- and and and
0: guys, for those for those that are wondering what we're talking about, right? We 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 consider Biden as he's not far left. Biden is just establishment. We have people that are establishment, right? And you have people that are on the fringe, right? Mm-hmm. So so someone like Bernie, right? We, we would consider him far
2: left. Mm-hmm.
0: In well, in terms of economic solutions right his solutions are they're considered like on on the socialist you know spectrum he even calls himself an economic economic socialist right so you have you have that one component of far left which is more Mm -hmm. in terms of seeking justice for people that have been economically disadvantaged right more economics Mm -hmm. and that cuts on that doesn't necessarily cut it doesn't really speak to any one race or the other right mm-hmm. because they're they're well, let me finish they're white poor people too right so you have that yeah. that spectrum of the party you have this mm-hmm. other spectrum of the party far left so that
2: mm-hmm.
0: we make sure that we're making it clear who we're talking about that it's not so much about yeah i mean economics is part of it but it's they, they they're more focused on the racial politics they're more fo- focused on the racial politics and identity politics right
2: mm-hmm this is Uh the far left
0: that you're referring to people that feel like people that that feel like politics and race are one in the same there's almost like they intersect and there's no way you can talk about politics without talking about the injustices of certain minorities in the past right and this is the other Uh faction that you're referring to yeah you're you're saying that they've gotten biden in office which isn't it, it, it it's not it's not ex, it's not entirely true because i i get I, I get where you're coming from black people got him in office right sure they got him in office south sure. carolina when doing the don't let me say office they got him to win the nomination right
1: yeah
0: but it's not these far-left progressives that you're referring to that necessarily got him in office it was just voters right black voters <laughs> that that were yeah, used to certain names um they weren't used to some of the other names that they saw certain personalities yeah. and who's that guy that that po- black politician what's his name um,
1: jim Clyburn. Jim Clyburn. pretty much yeah. called
0: on all the black people in the south to put this guy in office now all those black people that we're talking about they're not necessarily the far left that you're speaking of right
1: that's that's very true. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, so go on. Let me just quickly let me just quickly in, um, quickly interject and so make two points. Um the first point you just recently made was those black voters are not necessarily the far left. And a key distinction to make is which many people mistake can many times is many black voters are actually not far left at all. They're not.
2: They're like, not let's talk when about I it. Talk about let's talk about left, it.
1: When I talk about when I talk about far left, primarily again. And this is, this, this is a mistake again. There is tons of statistical data to prove this. many of this like, you know, social justice work people are middle, yeah. solidly middle upper class people. Middle upper class, and, yes. And a and lot of them are white, too. Yeah. And the, and the reality is, at the end of the day, one thing I've come to conclude is there is a different way that lower class black people look at Issues of racism from a way that, that upper class people look at issues of racism. Now, what do I mean? At the end of the day, many lower class black people, as much as they might be on um, what's um, 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 what, let what, me say deeper, but very enraged about the injustices that have happened and things like that, there is a favor which they simply do not have. Because, like, this whole thing about being woke, yeah. actually, many people are comparing it to the an evangelical movement. It is. That it's almost like, like a fifth component. It's become like a religion. It really has. Yeah, it really has
0: become a new religion.
1: Yeah. It's almost like a fifth component to this. And, and then my very last point that I was going to make in relation to Bernie Sanders and his socialism is something key many people must never forget. Bernie Sanders is a socialist who came of age in the 1960s and 1970s. And for socialists of that time, they are skeptical about this whole identity politics thing. For them, what primarily matters is class. Yep. And they see identity economics. politics as a way of actually dividing the working class. Because as much as, as a, Bernie Sanders might say a couple of things, you know, to make the current identity politics people happy. Yeah, the guy isn't fully on board with this whole identity politics
0: he, He's not, but, but 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 then, Toby, you have to admit that he he evolved a little bit because 2016, I was a Bernie Sanders fan, and he really wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't on this on the wave at all. But since then, mm-hmm. like compared to his campaign this time around, he started he, he started doing some performance performing he started performing towards them a little bit too he started yeah. he started using some of their language he started incorporating uh-huh. some of the race politics talk, talking points
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah, and, and I think that was a big part of reason why he he, he didn't get he didn't galvanize as much support this year
1: people as he once did because,
0: because there and- were a lot of people of all I I went to Bernie Sanders rallies they, it was uh-huh. it was a diverse crowd as diverse as they come. I mean there were former Republicans, there were moderate there were blacks, there was whites, there was everyone there. People rallied around mm-hmm. him the same way people rallied around <gasps> Trump. Um, but something happened. But go on, sorry.
1: Yeah, like like yeah, like it has to do with this whole Like look, here is just the reality about politics. In many ways, for politicians to win, they have no choice but to move with the direction of time and Bernie Sanders has simply done his calculation and figured out that ah, okay. this is where things are moving. I have no choice but to move. And which also limit also makes it something else about this whole identity politics then is right now there is this whole um what do they call it? last um, name is Adlib D'Angelo. There's a book Ro- Robin Adelide D'Angelo called yeah, Robin D'Angelo. Okay, and and by, yeah, the, the, way, by the
0: way, by the way, we're still going to do a breakdown of that book because yeah. we have to talk about it. But we're what? not we're not going to do it this. But but go on. A
1: key a key point I need
0: to make here here, doesn't Wait 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 wait. wait, wait, wait but, but 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 Toby, before you get into that point, can you can you just give them context on what this book is about? Because we're we're talking about this Robin D'Angelo book. Some people might okay, not know what we're talking about. Robin DiAngelo, it's called White Fragility, right. and this Definitely. this book is, yeah. is like the template for a lot of these woke activists, um, as proof mm-hmm. of how systemically racist white America is. It's basically this woman that comes out and talks about how everything she does is racist. She admits that she is racist. It doesn't. It, it it basically the book is saying, just being white makes you racist because you've already yeah. Got advantages as a result of being white. I mean, it, this stuff is. She talks about in the book. She and this, I've just I've read excerpts. She talks about how there's one part in the book where she talks about how she's she's going towards to go meet a friend, and then she sees a bunch of black people there, right? And she's thinking her friend is there, and then she suddenly started getting anxiety, and that she was wondering, ah, why am I getting anxiety? And she she basically what she's saying is that this is all white people that the, the idea that we're all white people are just generally uncomfortable around blacks mm-hmm. and that that anxiety is out is out is your internalized racism i mean this stuff is just mm-hmm. it's toxic guys it's, it's the I mean, topic stuff true. is just toxic because she first of all she's You're speaking right. for all white folks which doesn't even make any sense and even though what she sound what she what she sounds like maybe somewhat i don't know some people might considered ignorant racist whatever who who says that's how all white people view black people like what are you talking Absolutely.
1: about but that's what this book
0: is about and all these scholars they've been using it they've been using it within corporate circles they, they have they, they the the people that take this book they use it as evidence and they present it in within corporate america they're corporations that are right now they they are they are crafting their 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 hr policies based on this white fragility ideology of all white of just just not being black or sorry just being white and having that power automatically makes you racist and everything you do has to be and you have to be working you have to be working as an anti-racist everything you do all your actions has to be to reverse this This, um, this racist structure, or if not, Uh that makes you a racist. That's what this book is about, essentially, right? Is that a pretty good summary? Okay, go on,
1: like like, like that's that's a very good good summary, and two very key points to make where you would wonder that where are things headed. I have actually read reviews of this book by white supremacists who have said. In many ways, yes, they do agree with a starting assumptions. Yeah. So just think about that for one second. White supremacists are basically saying that actually the starting assumptions are not wrong. Yep. We agree with you. We <laughs> only disagree with you where you end and where you take the sense to. And Corey, you just made a very key point here about how it's now a book within corporate America let me link this back to the whole thing of bernie sanders and socialism and how people like people bernie sanders generation are skeptical of identity politics even mm-hmm. though i'm not a, i'm not a socialist and you know my views about um socialism and things like yeah. that in it's, many so, ways
0: so so so, so wait wait. so for clarity can you just give people your political background like what you ascribe to it's, it's more libertarian right I
1: mean, i mean like you can call me a classical liberal. You can call me a libertarian. I mean, I fit perfectly in that whole, whole mold. Okay. Go on. Yeah, I fit perfectly in that mold. So, like, what's the point I'm trying to make here? Like, one of the critiques of, like, Bernie Sanders type socialists, or classical socialists who believe that um, um, it's class struggle that matters, one of the beliefs identity politics is a ploy, to divide society and divide the working class right yep i have to accept in a way i do agree with them in saying that because basically under like the classical socialist framework corporate america is their enemy and if you think about this why is corporate america promoting identity politics what will they um what's the word gain from benefit it from promoting someone like robin d'angelo
2: good question because, good question
1: because because if you think about it like let's assume we are socialists we're working within the classical socialist framework if the working class are highly suspicious of one another they are horribly divided along racial lines how have they ever been to, you know, from a mass coalition to, to take on um, uh so on, yeah okay so i'm glad America.
0: i'm glad you said that so it's basically it's really more of a divide and conquer and let's just let's just give them it, i guess for them it doesn't cost them to do this because they figure society is already on this wave anyway there's this there's this exactly. growing consciousness within society it doesn't hurt them uh-huh. to do this and position themselves as being sympathetic towards racial injustice right um, they they're able to get that social capital from it and mm-hmm. they're able to keep doing what they do <laughs> you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. making money um exactly so and and then that way they they're not and then you know they're not faced with bad press because I think that's probably one of their fears. they don't want to be deemed mm-hmm. as racist or promoting racist structures
1: exactly. so for them it's convenient exactly.
0: For them to Mm -hmm. do this um but like i said even within the workplace man people are afraid to say anything i mean me i've never i've never shared politics in the workplace anyways i've always known better but it's happening Mm -hmm. people are afraid to talk you know why because you lose your job you lose your freaking job if you say anything that strays from the from the from the main narrative right uh-huh. they're gonna say okay you lose your job you, yeah you lose your job so it's almost like everyone needs to fall in line and again it goes back to this letter it goes back to this letter this letter is like a cry this letter was published on July 7th let me see July 7th 2020 this was about a month ago do you know yeah. since yeah. this letter was published some people some of the people that signed up on, the, on this letter they've retracted the yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: they <laughs> retracted there, there's this one guy uh-huh. Matt Matthew Iglesias right He got in trouble with his employer he works for vox for those that don't know vox 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 is a very liberal outlet they talk about liberal politics all this stuff and he got in trouble he got in trouble to the point that his boss told him to not like because they saw that his name was on it and people started getting mad some people just retracted their support. They were like, "Oh, we didn't realize that this was some kind of justification for um, people like Joke JK ruling." I guess they didn't want it to be associated with certain people that were on the list that, felt, that they felt like mm-hmm. were racist or were supportive of this racist structure or whatever. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. and they didn't want people trying to justify racism and all this stuff. So, like two people pulled out. Um, Matt Matt Maddie Iglesias. He didn't pull out. He's still on the list, but. Um, his boss told him not to talk about it on Twitter, like it was a big deal. Like his boss, t- wow, text um, tweet tweeted him. You know his boss now, Ezra Klein. Yeah,
2: he's Ezra one Klein. of the
0: owners yeah. of Vox. Mat- Matty Iglesias <laughs> is one of the founders of Vox too. But I, I guess Ezra Klein is the one that manages the whole Good thing. Reference. He told him yeah. do not tweet about this. That is divis- his divisive. Can you imagine? Because because you came out to say, um, we we shouldn't stifle opinions and you know the, like the letter is not even if you look at letter the, you know the, do you know why i think they've ultimately filled with this letter because the way they started out right they started out with the forces of liberal liberalism are gaining strength throughout the world and have a powerful ally in donald trump who represents a real threat to democracy so they came out trashing donald trump i mean they're trashing donald trump they're saying all this stuff they're they're pretty much giving all these disclaimers to let you know that look we are liberal we are on the democratic side they're saying all these things right and it's still not Mm -hmm. enough some of them still got in trouble just for saying let us be able to have debate see that's why i wanted to start that's why i wanted to start this podcast with this topic because this is this is what it's speaking to man we we're, weren't able to debate. We were able to have open debate. I've, I've gone through personal issues in my life where it's like I've, I've been unable to say certain things. And when I've said certain things, I've been looked at as a certain way. It, it, it's mm-hmm. so... You know, keep in mind, I'm not a Republican. I'm not. even mm-hmm. As much as people want to joke about me, I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. Mm-hmm. I used to be a Democrat. I used to be a registered Democrat. I left. I left the mm-hmm. party. I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. Um, My views used to be very liberal now i've Mm -hmm. so far i've 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 learned to embrace some conservative values i think america Mm -hmm. needs a mixture of both i think america Mm -hmm. to me i see conservatism as daddy and liberalism as mommy conservatism as (laughs) accountability um conservatism Uh, as uh, as you know you know just um as you know conservatism as you know strength strength in a lot of ways right liberalism Mm -hmm. is the empath empathetic side that's why i call it mommy you know and we need both Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying liberalism Mm -hmm. is the people that they they tend to care for the they tend to be more concerned about the less fortunate right at least they Mm -hmm. they tend to be their policies don't always show it they tend to be but but they project themselves as that party which is Mm -hmm. needed conservatives Mm -hmm. tend to they, they, they tend to aspire to the to the most successful in society, right? That, that, that's why yeah, they, they're yeah. all about big business. They're all about the people that mm-hmm. create jobs. And we need both. Mm-hmm. We need a good mixture mm-hmm. of both. I mean, and, that, and that's why I embrace both some liberal values and some conservative values, and I try to take the best of both worlds and employ it in my I mean, life. But then I, I, mean, I can't even mine. come out and say certain things these days, right, without being deemed as... as I didn't want to say the words. I don't want to say the words. And I'll tell you, like I I, I went I went through this with even even with the Smiling sufferer podcast, right? Uh, And I and I'll be honest with you, there were I had like some other co hosts that I had on there. Um and I'm not gonna get into too much personal stuff, but let me just say it was unfortunate some of the things, some of the allegations that were lobbed at me because of my opinions. Um, And some of those opinions, those some of those opinions, centered around the whole George Floyd case. You know, talking about police brutality, Mm -hmm. and I, I I was talking about it from a place of. I have been a victim of police brutality myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I know Mm -hmm. what this means. I have. I'm the black man. I'm the one that's being that that you guys are saying I'm at risk, right? So how can you Mm -hmm. say that my words are somehow more? hurtful or more dangerous or would contribute to more racism that was the implication that was the implication of one of our discussions with one of my co-hosts i'm not going to name names but that was the implication that what you're saying is is dangerous you're giving people a reason to be racist or something like and i'm like how how do you get to be more concerned than me the black man the one that's allegedly being killed right i'm the one being killed (laughs) by by authorities how can you be more outraged Uh than me and how can you say those words? How can you direct that kind of vile towards me? And I'm not even going to get into. I'm not going to get into the details of what was said, but just the 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 main, the main, the main, the long and short of it was that there were things that were said towards me that sh- uh-huh. should shouldn't have been acceptable. Now don't get don't you know? I, I have a tough skin. I can I can accept it, right? I can accept whatever uh-huh. it is. But then it, it went even further that some of these people, some of my co-host. One of my co-hosts felt the need that they had to dissociate themselves from the podcast and to me that was just that was wow. just like the final slap i'm like first of all you insulted me and then now you feel like you're too good for this i'm like nah you're good i'm good and ah. it was at that point that i realized that you know what i i have you you cannot you cannot tell me that i cannot speak my own truth you can yes I, I get it that i can't i can't discount people's lived experiences right that's what they will say absolutely my, my lived experience mm-hmm. But then I also have mm-hmm. a lived experience, too. And, and, exactly. I, and I get to have a say. It goes both ways. And this idea mm-hmm. that there are only certain opinions that you're allowed to have, it is getting toxic. It is permeating throughout society. And people know it. People are keeping quiet. You all freaking know this. You all know this. Yeah, There's absolutely. a lot of bullshit that's out there. But no absolutely. one wants to talk. Everyone's too scared. Everyone's mm-hmm. too scared you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and, and you know they start saying things like oh it's it, you know it's dangerous you don't know how people will perceive that and i'm like i'm i'm the black man here it should be, I'm, I'm the one that, they, that people are saying that is being gone down right how can you exactly be more outraged than me it, it 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 makes no sense again i come back to this letter a letter on justice and open debate a letter on justice and open debate our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial Powerful protests for racial and social justice are leading to overdue demands for police reform, along with wider calls for greater equality and inclusion across our society, not least in higher education, journalism, philanthropy, and the arts. But this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. Uh, those, those, that was the opening line that was the opening uh, line and then they went on I mean, to, to shit on Trump I mean what more do you want they're, they're shitting
1: on Trump they're, you know what I'm saying
0: it still wasn't enough it wasn't I mean, enough
1: <clears throat> one thing I'll kind of say I mean not to sound like you know all negatives here or anything is I think what kind of makes this whole letter, like, um, letter even kind of more shocking. in is the fact that in in many ways, many, like, I've already alluded to, a number of the people in the letter themselves are not necessarily innocent of cancelling people themselves. Like, let's be 100% real.
2: Wait, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, you
0: mind repeating that. You said a bunch of people yeah, in the like, letter.
1: Like, many of the people in that letter themselves yeah. are not necessarily Innocent themselves. No, they're not counseling people, because You're and right. here is what's right. crazy is all these um, people who like you know find um, onto the letter is all these people are as mainstream as it gets. You know what I'm saying, David From. These <laughs> people are not people with um, 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 you know esoteric ideas or anything like that. They not are as mainstream as not the word all. mainstream can get not at all Barry Weiss
0: I mean all these names Fareed Zakaria like what more do you need they're crying out for help man they're crying they're all crying out for help and they know it and they're scared after this you see you see what happened right and this is how cancel culture works if you come out to to even dare to challenge cancel culture you can get canceled doing that and that's what happened.
2: Absolutely. That's,
0: what, that's why some people retracted Absolutely. their support of this letter initially. They, like two, mm-hmm. three people. <laughs> they, they, they felt like they're like, no, we don't want to. Because they were scared. And further proving and, the point. You see, I, I feel like where they messed up was, if they really wanted to talk about open debate, right, you do not do mm-hmm. it within the context of, oh, it's just us liberals. No, you open it up. You open it up to everyone mm-hmm. and everyone will get your support mm-hmm. what they did right was they tried to they tried to garner galvanize support within within the i guess the left or the establishment rank do you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. so they, yeah. so they cut out look let, let's face it they're about half of this country are trump supporters you've cut out half of the country by by condemning the person Absolutely. that they support right because that was what they did. They Absolutely. said the forces of liberalism are getting blah, blah blah, and have a powerful ally who, Donald Trump, who represents a real threat to democracy. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. so right off the bat, you've already cut off like half of your support. Half the country.
1: So Absolutely.
0: Half, <laughs> so you're not you're left with this other half, with this left half, and you're trying to galvanize mm-hmm. support within that half. Half of those people, exactly. half of this half, are scared to talk. You. Anyways, so, so you're, and you're right. Half of half of them do not support you right off the bat because they're the ones that are leading this march right of social justice and all this stuff right and the other half are t- too scared
1: <clears throat> like so, so you know what i'm saying like it's almost like they
0: they, they completely missed the mark I, I get where they were coming with this it made sense but they lost the plot they lost, and i think and i think that's why this letter went if you notice, it didn't really make sure. a lot of noise. I mean, it made noise initially, Absolutely. but it came and it went. You know, everyone is still fighting. Like no one it. is, you know, no one is. It, 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 it didn't it didn't inspire anything, at least so far. Now, people are, I, I I'm, like I'm sure people are going to go back to it at some point, And they're going to reference yeah. this as, people okay, these are you. one of the signs. These guys are trying to tell us something. Mm-hmm.
2: It's crazy. No, but
1: like, Corey, Corey let me actually say something which is key. Like what I personally feel is, it's the backlash to everything that's going on, which I fear the most. Because whether we like it or not, some kind of writing backlash might like be in the book to everything that's currently going on. That's what I fear most. And wait, wait, so, so you, you're is, scared the
0: backlash will. Can you explain that?
1: No, like, not necessarily what I fear the most, but what I can see happening mm-hmm. is some kind of back, uh, um, right-wing backlash to everything that's oh, going on. Oh,
0: I see what you and mean. I what, see what I you
1: fear mean. is many of these people are so engrossed in what they're doing that they're not even thinking about that possibility. Because a very good example is physically, look yes. at how Trump came out of nowhere and won in the year 2016. Yes. In many ways, you can see that. That was a backlash on the right. Backlash exactly it was a
0: backlash on the right it was because they were, exactly. they were sick of their politicians they were sick, sick of the establishment politicians and that's what people don't exactly. understand about trump trump is merely a symptom of of the of Big the backlash. of the sickness that had been going on in america absolutely. for a long time the system yeah, that, that 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 kept repeating this cycle of just recycling these politicians to just do the bidding of corporations Let, let's face it
1: absolutely absolutely
0: and absolutely. corporations and powerful men it was just that's absolutely. all it was and i think the right, right they, they they noticed it early on they noticed it before us the left right and when i say before us i'm not talking about sorry i say before us because i used to be on the left but the left right we were uh-huh. still in this euphoric phase we, we just got our first black president i don't uh-huh. think we really know what was going on that don't get me wrong i feel like obama did some good things I, I feel like Obama I'm personally, here. I feel like Obama was the best president, and I'm talking about in modern times, right The best mm-hmm. establishment candidate that they've given us, the best mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. least that that's just my opinion. But that, but again, but that, but that, but that's within the context of establishment candidates. Don't get me, don't get me twisted. Obama also did some f-top things and he continues the same cycles of bullshit that a lot of the previous presidents used to do. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But, but I feel like
0: we, we were, we were still, at least me being on the left at the time, we were still lost in the whole Obama and his, you know, eloquent way of constructing uh-huh. words and his inspirational yes we can <laughs> you know like yeah. everyone was gingered by that stuff everyone was gingered, uh-huh. but the, the rights uh-huh. man they, they had noticed that wait there's something going on here i know you you were never really on the obama train were you
1: i mean okay let me just like fully come you know really brutal, honest over here and say where I stood on the Obama train. I'll say maybe I'll still on the Obama train until about two thousand and eleven, early two thousand and twelve. Okay. And then I kind of began saying cracks and began saying things which absolutely do not make sense. I mean, what example can I mean, what example can I give? yes sure the the economy eventually recovered under obama yes but the truth of the matter is the recovery was never that strong and that's it wasn't part, the, you and, see and that that's anyway. something
0: that, that that i i see now you see back then i thought it was so bad i thought the economy was so bad and that was why it was it was kind of like it took so long and it was it was going at such a snail speed that's what i thought but looking back now mm-hmm. and looking at when trump came in office you saw how that thing just started just heating up
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, in that we got in the first few years, things move slowly. And then let me just quickly come back to what you were saying about this whole thing about, like, you know, populism and things like that. Like, in many ways, I would argue that it's been going on for about 10 years, if not more.
0: Wait, 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 you like argue that what?
1: Populism has been going on for over 10, 10 years. 10 years, okay. I would argue that what really broke the camel's back was 2008. Because all the bailouts of the banks, the insurance companies, ah, the auto yes. industries yes. pissed off the whole country, both the left and, and both the right. The right. Because people, yep. people, people basically um realize that basically there are two sets of rules. Yep. A set of rules for everyone um for everyone else and a set of rules for elites. Like look at the whole thing about bailouts, for example, like the way things work in this country as of right now, compared to, let's say, you know, maybe in the past is yep. for any small business person, yep. if you run your business badly and it runs into the ground, yep. good luck.
2: You're on your own, no man. No one
1: is coming to bail you out. You're on your own. But you have all these companies whereby they are speculating, doing risky they investments, they were... bad behavior. And then on top of that, and then this is now all to get, you know, technical but I don't to get too technical here is that yeah. at the end of the day different people have different um what's the word explanations and reasons for the financial crisis of you know 08 and 09 right yes one thing i strongly subscribe to is the cause of the financial crisis of 08 and 09 yeah was was the federal reserve the federal reserve made credit too cheap in the early 2000s and created a bubble, that's mm. simple. And then what did the Federal Reserve then do to reduce the economy back up? They reflected the bubble and even reflected the bubble to even bigger highs. So in many ways, all the rises in the stock market were seen, and the equities market, it is all Federal Reserve money. And yeah. where people really have to understand where it's other thing is F up and it'd be good if the whole country really understood what was going like, yes. like like understands what's going on is yeah. what many people really did not realize is whenever new money is printed, yeah. because that's basically what the Federal Reserve is doing. They're printing money and putting it into all these corporations. Yeah. The first people to benefit from the new money are the first people closest to where the new money is being printed. So like who are the people who where the new money is financial printed. institutions exactly and one other thing is it is no mistake that in the past 10 years both under trump and obama yeah income and wealth inequality
0: has kept it kept increasing
1: epic proportions so it's almost like it's almost prevails. like
0: it's almost like 2000 was it 2000, it was a template to show that whenever we're in an economic crisis this is an opportunity for the rich people
1: yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that's really what it did. is. And, and I
0: feel like we're kind of seeing because, it right now, aren't because,
1: we? Because, aren't we with these bailouts? We are. We are. Because basically, Corey, what's happened is the Federal Reserve has basically given a signal that the Federal Reserve would never allow the equity markets to crash. To crash. That is the, that is the, the mentality on Wall wow. Street right now. To believe that, the Fed would never allow anything to crash. And, you know, once, you know, just by any chance, anything begins, um, begins you know, going down. The thread yeah. will immediately print, print um, money. money. Now, now, where, now, what are the consequences? now the consequences? That that's what I want to talk about. The consequences now, of printing now, money. Now, where, now, where is it going? We do not know. But one thing, two things we can say is, I doubt that in the short term there will be hyperinflation or, or anything like that. The reason is very simple: mm-hmm. the dollar is the world's reserve currency, and actually majority of dollars in the world are actually outside the United States. So actually, yes. the United States has a huge advantage that it can print lots of money yes. without fearing inflation. But what I then fear is the U.S. economy will become like the economy of Japan. Because mm. Japan crashed in the late 1980s and Japan has printed a ton of money since, then? since the 1980s. Mm. And Japan's economy is becoming a zombie every passing year. People basically call the whole phenomenon either the zombification of the economy yeah. or the Japanification of the economy. Uh, okay. So basically Okay, this is new Japan, to me and like, I'm okay. Like 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 basically Japan actually has has basically been in stagnation in the past, like let's say 25 years and Japan has printed more money than anything. yet, hmm at the end of the day, Japan's GDP today is lower than in ninety-five. That's something many people do not know. It's mm. lower than in nineteen ninety-five. And Japan is an old society. Yeah. So basically, not to get too technical or bob people out here, basically, unless a way is found whereby the Fed should just tell the corporation, sorry, we have to, you know, slow down on this money printing, find your level the whole thing will go on and then something else to also added you know that like nowadays mm-hmm. um, many people do not like invest money in savings accounts yeah because the rates are too low they're like one or two percent yeah and a huge reason why they want a two percent is because of all the money printing going on mm-hmm. it has driven the interest rate exceedingly low yeah whereby um, the interest in the savings account is basically the same as the rate of inflation. So instead of doing a savings account, put the money in the stock market. And, and in and, many and, ways, and that's
0: what a lot of people are doing now.
1: Exactly. But here is well here is the absolute thing about the stock market. Mm. True that, like like the returns of the stock market are huge, that they can be upwards, you know, seven or eight percent per year. But here is the problem. You might um what's the word gain a lot of Returns, let's say, in a span of like you know, a year, two years, three years. Mm-hmm. But all it takes is the market one, one correction, crash. one crash, and everything you thought you had gained, mm-hmm. is wiped out. But with savings accounts, regardless of if things are wiped out or not, you are yeah. still good to have that your savings money. So, 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 and-
0: so, 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 because i we have to start wrapping up very soon um okay, I, okay. I i want us to take it back to where this started from this started from the consequences of the printing of the money um, that has been going on yeah. under obama and trump because keep in yeah. mind we just put on i just noticed i just realized that we just this this pandemic this bailout fund was yeah. that did they say it was like six trillion yeah
1: like right additional trillion. Yeah, like, it was seem like an additional
0: 4 trillion. For, yeah, for, for, okay, 4 trillion. Okay, so I think the total is 6 trillion or something, right?
1: Yeah. It's been
0: which which seven is seven, wild. Toby, I remember when this stuff was 1 trillion and people were tripping. People were like, trillion. Yeah. We are at 6, 6 trillion. That is cr- yeah. crazy. And you see, yeah, that, I mean, see, that's another thing that I want us to talk about. Because this shows that even though Trump has talked a good game, he has failed in some other aspect because yeah like i said he has continued this Absolutely. this cycle and- this cycle but, but 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 we can't we can't we can't take it any further because my girl she's ready okay. to leave we've been in the studio for hours today um i want us to put a pin on this one because we have to i want us to continue from here i want us to continue from here
1: okay
0: um i okay. think next week we have to do another one of these um because
1: okay
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we 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 touched on a lot of stuff today, but but yeah, um,
1: uh, one last yeah. Yeah, if you could
0: just um, give us some some wrap up comments, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, um, basically, we're talking about like you know the whole kind of council culture, its origins, its consequences, and one yeah. of the lessons we're talking about is the federal reserve money printing. Yes. And one thing which I strongly believe is. Many people will not fully understand the events of the past ten to twelve years, unless they understand the consequence of the federal money printing. The mm. federal reserve yes. is the elephant in the room. Mm. No one is He's paying attention to... about. I know. The federal, the federal reserve is is the federal reserve is is what widens everything from economic inequality to even funding the warfare state. Mm. so basically the fact that america for, for for lack of a better term today is an empire would not be possible even without the federal reserve. so we'll, we'll um we'll continue from we'll continue from there week. i love that i love that i love That's
0: that topic. all right toby uh again thank you guys for joining us for the first first episode of the two toby's podcast uh bringing you political commentary um <laughs> Uh, commentary on on current events commentary on history um, historic events um, and just a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in today's world trying to make sense of it um, this is what Toby and I are going to be trying to do in the next coming coming weeks months um, month. um, just helping to help to help break things down and to understand what's going on in our society today Mm -hmm. i think it's high time we people our people um both africans nigerians blacks whoever we need to really start understanding what's going on we really need to i'm still learning Mm -hmm. i'm still learning as i'm you know i learn stuff every day yeah so we hope that you can join us on this journey um we hope that you can engage us we hope that you can fact check us Bring it on with I am not gonna claim to know everything or to be perfect on everything or to be accurately, you know, accurate on everything. You know what I'm saying? So please, your mm-hmm. feedback we would love, um, on the two Tobies podcast. Uh so thank you for joining mm-hmm. us again. Uh peace out. This is Corey.
2: And we thank got you Toby very much. on the mic. Thank you. All right.
1: Okay. Yes.